What's up, people? It is Saturday, November 26th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast, so let's talk. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I was able to spend some quality time with my family. Uh, My two sisters came, one from Houston and her husband, and then my sister from Louisiana uh, was able to come, so it was nice being able to spend time with them. Uh, My sister from Louisiana is currently battling cancer, so she started her third round of chemo a couple of weeks ago. This is her, I think, third time battling cancer, but uh, she looks good. She's staying positive. So again, it was just definitely uh, good being able to spend some quality time with her. And my brother came over, my parents, my aunt. So just a, a really good, quiet day. Uh, just hanging with the family, and I hope, you know, whoever's listening had a wonderful Thanksgiving as well. Uh, Let's jump right into it. So, there's been quite a bit going on since the last podcast. Um, I want to talk about the shootings that's occurred, and I mean, there have been many. I'm just going to touch on a couple. Um, The first one was at the Q nightclub, where I think about five were killed, and 16 or so wounded. Uh, The Q is a gay bar or a gay club. And from my understanding, they were having a drag show that night. And um, a young white male in full army attire came in with an assault rifle and just started shooting. And uh, I think it could have been worse, but one of the people that subdued him was uh, a former military person and was able to fight him off, uh, get the gun out of his hands. And apparently they beat the hell out of this dude um, after looking at his mugshot. He had a lot of wounds on him, so they beat the hell out of this dude. But again, we have another mass shooting um, against the LGBT community, and what happens is, well, a couple of things happen. Uh, First, Jenna Ellis, who used to work for Trump, she was on some right-wing talk show, and her response to the shooting was that the people who were killed in the gay club were not Christian because they were shot and died, and if they were Christian, they would not have been killed. That mentality is just so stupid. She acts like Christians don't get killed. And this is another reason that particular evangelical Christian mentality is why people are turning away from religion altogether. So that's stupid. Um, Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted that more people die from fentanyl overdoses um, than that got killed or shot at this club as if it wasn't a big deal and that the administration needs to be focusing on fentanyl and not this, or not banning assault rifles. Uh, That's despicable in itself, but, you know, that's just who she is. Uh, But also, the lawyers for the suspect, um, they are claiming that the suspect is non-binary, and I think that's bullshit because I think they're trying to avoid a hate crime. Uh, The suspect did changed his name multiple years ago but it's still a male name 
um, and in a lot of his legal documents, he's referred to as him or he and not them or they, the pronoun thing. But uh, again, I think that's just a strategy. So it's not considered a hate crime because if it's considered a hate crime, that would be federal charges on top of the other charges. So I think they're trying to avoid federal charges as well. That's just my opinion. I don't know that for a fact, but uh, the shooters or the killer's father was interviewed and this dude looked like he was out of his mind. Um, he's a former porn star, a former MMA fighter, and he said when he found out that his son, you know, basically committed the mass murder at a gay club, his first thought was, was his son gay? That was his first thought was about his son being gay. And he said that he didn't, he was not aware that his son was gay. He doesn't think his son was gay at all. But that was, the concern was more about his son being gay than the fact that he just shot up a club and killed people and wounded many more. So again, I think this is why, I think it's a strategy to say he was part of the LGBT community so he could avoid hate crime charges. There's no other indication that he was part of that community. Uh, the second shooting was at a Walmart in Virginia. Um, where a manager went into the break room and just started shooting people. And I've heard a couple of different stories, but um, one of the workers recorded a, a video right after the shooting when they were outside and the police were inside investigating. He said that he was in the break room, that manager walked in, um, and he ended up walking out. But, you know, within minutes, that manager just started shooting. Um, I heard other reports that the manager had put on a safety video of what to do during the act of shooting and went out to his car while they were watching it and came back and started shooting. Um, that's just another report I heard. Um, but again, right before Thanksgiving, uh, people, mass shootings, getting killed over just nonsense. Uh, at this point, I haven't heard of what... Uh, the motivation could have been for that particular murder, but it's just another sad, unfortunate incident. And the killer in that case, he is deceased. And then there's a very, very disturbing story about Sequela Robinson um, that was killed in Mexico by her so-called friend, friends. Uh, she took a trip with multiple friends to Mexico and my understanding is that she paid for a lot of the trip, but they videotaped her being beaten up by one of the friends and she ended up getting her back broken and she died in Mexico. The friends left her body there, came back to the States and told her parents that she died from alcohol poisoning. Um, and multiple friends video recorded it uh, you can hear a male yelling for her to fight back. She said no, as this girl was just wailing on her. She did not fight back at all. But this is why you can't trust everyone. Um, there are people saying that the friends were jealous of her. Um, regardless of what the situation was, there's no excuse for it. 
beating this girl like they did. And the fact that you had me in there just watching and recording and didn't help her is crazy. And they even came back, uh, were online making videos defending what happened and basically blaming Shaquilla for her own murder. Um, because it happened in Mexico, it's not a whole lot the U.S. can do as far as charging them, but Mexican authorities have uh, issued an arrest warrant for the girl in the video that was fighting with Shaquilla Robinson. Um, and it looks like the U.S. will cooperate and extradite her to Mexico where she could face charges. And hopefully she'll have to stay in the Mexican prison because I think that's probably worse than staying in a U.S. prison. But I'm hoping that there's some kind of ramifications for the other people that were involved because it really looked like it was a setup uh, from the beginning. So it's, I'm praying for a family, especially just another senseless crime um, with no real justification behind it. Just an innocent person that's taken away from her family and friends for really nothing. And then scrolling through some uh, some other things that's going on, looking at like school districts and why it's so important to vote not just for the presidency, not just for the midterms, but in local elections. Uh, we have a school district that's, well, there are multiple school districts trying to whitewash history uh, and remove anything to um, discuss black history or immigrants or anyone that's not white. Um, there's a school district that has proposed curriculum that refers to Native Americans as the first immigrants. And the reason that's problematic is because if you're already here, you're not an immigrant. Native Americans were already here. That's why celebrating Columbus Day is stupid because you can't discover something where people are already here. It was already discovered before you, but they want to, uh, again, refer to Native Americans as the first immigrants. They want to remove any teachings or any mention of Martin Luther King. Um, and we have these people running school boards. I saw another uh, hearing where a new school board was elected. I think it's nine people on the school board, six uh, new people were elected and they just all among themselves decided to fire the uh, the head of the district which was a black man and install someone else who would uh, further push their agenda. And that just kind of left their district in the uproar, but that's part of the issue that people running for these local offices at school boards, they're taking over. These are the ones that are whitewashing history. And that's where I think more um, diversity needs to be and more focus needs to be because they will decide what's taught in the schools. These are the ones that are deciding to remove certain books uh, from the classroom or from the libraries. Um, so it's important to look at those local races as well. And then there was a high school teacher 
they got in trouble for basically telling his class that he is a racist and that his race is the superior race. And this is these are the people that are teaching kids at school. So it's hard for me to say that there won't be any bias when you have that type of mentality. And then also, somewhat along the same lines, uh, law enforcement has opposed a rule that will ban cops from being involved in extremist groups. The police officers voted against this, banning cops from being in extremist groups. So if you're in a white supremacy or extremist group, how can you be non-biased against minorities or the group that your uh, group has issues with? You know, you will always carry a bias and I think that's part of the problem. But it was a large percent of law enforcement that opposed this rule banning cops from being involved in extremist groups. To me, they shouldn't even get a vote on it. That should be a mandatory thing because you can't be unbiased being in extremist groups, in my opinion. Um, And then we had Trump officially announce his candidacy for president again for 2024. Not a lot of people really give a shit. Um, I wish he would just go away. If I never heard the name Trump or Kanye West ever again, I would be happy. But here we are again. Um, And with that, Merrick Garland has appointed a special prosecutor to handle the Trump case, which initially pissed me off because this has been going on way too long. Uh, In my opinion, there's more than enough proof that he's done wrong, but this dude doesn't seem to be playing at all. Um, He has a good reputation, um, and he specializes in these type of issues, so he's hit the ground running. He's already issued or requested several meetings with other people for fact-finding missions, Um, but of course Trump has come out and continues to say how it's a witch hunt and he's actually put this special prosecutor's wife in danger in my opinion by posting her name and pictures um, and saying negative things about her and we know how that goes uh, even without specifically saying something needs to be done to her it's kind of a dog whistle and we know he has extreme support and people will uh, use that as a dog whistle to do something negative. But hopefully we can just get past this. He won't make it to the to the election. Um, a lot of people are on the Republican side. They're pissed off that he made this announcement because they truly don't want to support him and want to move past him, especially after his candidates that he supported in the midterms, most of them lost. Um, so that's going to divide the party. But I'm just so sick and tired of all of it. I'm just, I cannot take another two years of him. And a lot of it has to do with the media by covering this nonsense. Stop covering this fool. And apparently during right after his announcement, 
people were bored and trying to leave and they were even stopped from leaving uh, this announcement area. So I think people are just going tired of it. It's just a lot of nonsense and it's just more grift where he's going to get money from his supporters and not win anything because uh, that's what he does. But hopefully this special prosecutor can resolve all of that. And then Mitch McConnell. This doesn't necessarily surprise me, though. He voted against a bill that would protect interracial marriage despite having an Asian wife. It doesn't make sense. But it doesn't surprise me because it's party over everything at this point with these people. You have, you're in an interracial marriage and you're voting against protection for interracial marriage. Uh, that's just like something I had spoke on a few months ago where um, a Republican senator voted against a bill that would protect uh, same-sex marriage, but he went to the the wedding of his son to another man. It says he supports him. That just shows it's always party over personal beliefs. And then... TikTok. I watch a lot of TikTok. Uh, that's where I get a lot of my topics from. But I have to call out my own group. Uh, Democrats, liberals, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I came across this video from this guy. And I don't follow him, but he comes across on my For You page. And he's annoying as hell. Because he's overly dramatic about everything especially when it's concerning politics so in the video he talks about Marjorie Taylor Greene and I don't like her Uh, I can't stand I think she's a disgusting human being Um, but his video he said that Marjorie Taylor Greene kicked a young activist in the back and he talked about what a coward she is because you would kick somebody in the back because you can't stand up to him face to face so I had to go find the video and what it is that's an 18 year old uh, activist Um, she's like a voting rights activist they're harassing Marjorie Taylor Greene as she's walking down like a sidewalk and Marjorie is walking at a specific pace while she's arguing with the group of people that are basically harassing her this young lady gets in front of Marjorie Taylor Greene and started walking slower than the pace Marjorie Taylor Greene was going and their feet got tangled up. It's not like Marjorie Taylor Greene just hauled off and kicked her in her back. Marjorie was walking at a pace. This girl got in front of her intentionally started walking slower slower than her uh, basically blocking her path and their feet hit each other. This girl ends up tweeting Marjorie Taylor Greene just kicked me. And left-leaning media got a hold of that headline and, you know, they ran with it. And that makes us just like them because you're over-exaggerating something that's, in my opinion, not that big of a deal. And the 18-year-old girl, she caused it by getting in front of Marjorie Taylor Greene and walking slower than the pace that she was going. As much as I can't stand Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I'm not defending her, I'm just looking at the facts of what happened. Um, 
and from the left, we have to stop doing stuff like this, blowing stuff out of proportion, because it makes us no better than them. Anything a liberal does, they blow out of proportion. And we can't do the same thing. Because in my opinion, we're way more credible of because we look at facts and the truth. And in my opinion, this is what it is. Looking at the video, I did not see Marjorie Taylor Greene haul off and kick this girl. I saw this girl get in front of her while she was walking and walk at a slower pace and their feet hit each other. And in my opinion, the girl caused it herself, but then tweeted out, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene kicked me and tried to play the victim. And I disagree with it. So I'm just keeping it real. Um, and again, I don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene at all. I think she's a despicable person, but facts are facts. The truth is the truth. And I just, I have to keep it real. Um, a lady had the police called on her because the man that was delivering her groceries, um, she can, she was tracking the delivery on her phone and saw that the man pulled up outside. So she went outside to meet him to get her groceries. He called the police on her because he was in fear for his life because she wanted to help get her own groceries. And of course, police came, nothing happened, but the fact that people still try to weaponize the police, it happens more and more now. Um, people try to weaponize the police on minorities, so it doesn't necessarily surprise me, but uh, just another stupid abuse of 911. And until these people start being held accountable or charged with something, uh, it'll continue. And over the past few days, a picture of Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, was released from 1957 protest where he was at a protest that uh, was against integrating his high school in Arkansas. That was 65 years ago. And it does not surprise me that he was in the photo or even there at the at the protest. Um, it was 1957. The climate was a lot different now. Do I think Jerry Jones is a racist now? Not necessarily, but I don't know him. But a picture from 65 years ago, they're trying to cancel him now. Um, now, I don't think his response to the picture was necessarily the best response. I think it was something more, I think he said something like he was just a curious teenager of what was going on or something like that instead of just denouncing racism or whatever. Um, so I definitely don't think he handled it properly, but to try to counsel him over something that happened 65 years ago in the deep south. And again, it's like cancel culture does not allow people to grow, you know, and evolve. That's been 65 years. It would be different if you see things today. So people brought up uh, him telling his players they can't kneel. Uh, personally, I think that was more about the Cowboys as a brand and not his personal opinion. And not wanting because the kneeling would have had a negative effect on his brand 
That's my opinion. But 65 years ago, him being in the picture, I think people need to move on from that. Uh, that that's not a huge issue, in my opinion. And I live in Dallas, and I'm not the biggest Terry Jones fan either. But, you know, at some point, you got to allow people to grow. And then, um, YouTube pranks and TikTok pranks. I'm sick and tired of this stuff. Uh, there's this dude I've saw. I've watched several of his videos where it's a big country kind of white dude and he walks up to black people specifically men and says like in a grocery store or something I say hey boy you know pass me that off of the shelf and his thing is calling people boy and minority specifically and being a minority that's not the best thing to do to call a black person is a boy and the way he does it it's uh very confrontational and this hey boy, you know, passing that bread off the thing. And he just continues to call people boy. Well, he rolled up on Boosie Badass, the rapper. And I guess he was with some of his kids. And he did it to Boosie. He's like, hey boy, pass me that off the shelf. He ended up getting punched in his face. First thing he does is call the police. And get the young man arrested. When he's the one that initiated this whole interaction. And... People that do stuff like this, like it was some other videos I saw where white dudes going to the hood telling black people, um, do you want to get punched? And they would have like a can of fruit punch or something in their pocket. But, you know, you're initiating this negative interaction and then you get mad when people have the reaction that they have. So anytime you have a prank that you're bringing innocent people in on, um, the result you get is the result you get. And probably a year or two ago, I spoke about another prank that I saw, and me and this girl kind of got into it. Uh, Because what it was, it was white dudes going to the hood, and they would walk up to young black men especially if their pants were sagging or something and pull their pants up and tell them to pull their pants up. So you're basically putting your hands on someone as a prank. And he did this to the wrong person. He ran up behind the dude, yanked his shorts up, and a gun fell out. And the dude picked up the gun, and the guy that started the prank, you know, took off running. And my thing is, he, whatever happens after that, he get what he deserved because he initiated this contact with somebody he didn't know uh, as a joke. And I had a lady tell me, you know, oh, I guess you're condoning violence. You put your hands on somebody else first. Um, you cannot control somebody else's reaction to that. So whatever happens after that, it happens because you never, but for the fact he put his hands on somebody, it nothing ever would happen. Now, in that particular case, you know, they did stop the prank uh, and, you know, nothing physically happened after that point. But if something would have, I wouldn't have been mad about it because bringing innocent people in on your stupid pranks just for clicks and likes and all that stuff is stupid. Uh, some good news out of Dallas. Uh, there was a middle school that started a program called Breakfast with Dads and 
multiple dads were not able to show up. So they went on their Facebook page and asked for about 50 volunteers, men to volunteer to sit with kids that uh, whose father could show up. And out of the 50 volunteers, they had over 600 fathers show up from all different backgrounds and everything to support. And I just thought that was a, a great story to have that many men go out and, and show support for the kids. So that was a wonderful look. Uh, this week's verbal middle finger goes to Kanye West for, I don't know, the 10th time. And it's really for him. Apparently he said he's running for president in 2024. And he has teamed up with known racist Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos, two of the worst and most radical right-wing racists out there. These are two of the worst people he could pick. Um, so he's moved on from Candace Owens, who's a self-hating, self-loathing piece of work to these dudes who definitely think white people should run the world and would get rid of black people in a minute. And this is who he's teaming up with. And it's not going to work. I mean, he's just ruining his legacy. Um, at one point, he was a genius for you know, his music and things like that, but this fool has gone off the deep end. Uh, and I think I said the last week, I, or the last podcast, and I keep saying it, I don't support nothing this dude ever does. Uh, to me, there's no redeeming yourself. Well, I take that back, that's being hypocritical. He can redeem himself, but at this point, I don't see it. The way he's going, I'm not sure what's going on with him. Really don't care. But you get the rubber middle finger because you're a dumbass, Kanye. And the quote for this week is, I have no energy for hate. I either love you, wish you well, or hope you heal. And with that, I hope Kanye heals because he's definitely going through a lot of stuff. All right, that's it for this week. Until next time, thank you for listening. Peace.